to the Gamer's Grotto, brought to you by Doctors of Gaming. Uh, video game reviews and blog site, along with a very active Discord channel. We're here to scratch your gaming itch, ranging from current day consoles to games of the past. And here to keep you company this week, we have Steve. Hey, everybody. Paul. How's it going, everybody? And myself, Justin, who's talking. We are all certified gaming experts, borderline gaming hoarders. We have our credentials, if you ask us. And today we've got uh, a range of topics here that have come up. There's a couple of new releases. We also got some Xbox Game Pass things to discuss. We got follow up on some games that have been distracting us the last few weeks as well. I know probably each one of us have some updates from last week's discussion on what those games are. But uh, I know it's been a long work week for me so far. We record on Tuesday nights for those of you interested. So I think to, to ease us into it, uh, who's more anxious to start talking about video games? Because I'm done with work for a little bit. Uh, Paul or, or Steve? I mean, I guess I'll start. Uh, so this week, what, uh, uh, what have you been up to? How's the ankle? Uh, it's getting there. It's getting there. Hopefully uh, be done with uh, walking soon, but good. Um, good. I'm sure Steve's been doing the same thing, catching up with some Lost Ark, playing that still. Um, but when I haven't been playing that, I actually uh, decided to start going through some of my backlog and Ooh. decided to start off uh, with some uh, racing games. So I never got a chance to play completely through Need for Speed uh, Payback. So I've started playing through that. I'm enjoying it so far. How does that, where does that rank in the Need for Speed so far, would you say? Is it headed in a... I mean, for me, Need for Speed is near and dear true for the originals. I mean, the the new stuff, yeah, it's good, but it's good story and whatnot. But, I mean, remember Need for Speed came out in 94. So, I mean, th mm -hmm. those are what are held near and dear to my heart. But, I mean, I'm sure most people will agree that everybody uh, most wanted is probably the best one. Now, the, you're talking 2006 Most Wanted? Yeah, the 2005, 2006 two, one. Whatever that... Is that right? Whatever yeah, year that I believe was, that's yeah. when it was. Okay, just checking, because that one to me was peak. Yeah, that was speed. peak, but it's still... I still like the original setup where it was just going racing and everything. You didn't have to drive around. That Like, the original, that... Like I said, that's near and dear to my heart, because, I mean, grew up with those. That was, like one of the first sets of PC games I probably had and whatnot, so. Paul, let me ask you a question. So I haven't played a Need for Speed in several generations, actually. Um, what I remember of the series was that it was more arcadey, which which I actually like. It wasn't as much of a sim as, say, like Yeah, it's always, part. it's been it's more arcadey. Yeah. Main thing that I don't like about this one, if you compare this one to... The Need for Speed that came out before the, <clears throat> excuse me, I guess if you want to say the reboot that was labeled as Need for Speed, um, is the upgrade system where you could actually put on car upgrades and everything. Where this, it's in payback, it's cards for the upgrades. It's not like specific stuff. Yeah, I see. I can surrogate for upgrading your your car gear. But yeah, it's I'm a car nut, so I like. The tinkering and whatnot. Yeah, that sounds so. fun. And what what platform is this on? New Gen? Um, I'm playing it on um, PC. It was on pro Xbox One. I don't think it ever released on like 360 and whatnot. But Xbox One, probably your PlayStation Four, all that stuff. Okay. And then besides that, actually dive back into some uh, 
old school CSGO. Yep. How's that? How's that going? Community's been holding up. I mean, I still am horrible at it compared to other people, but I mean, I just play with friends. I don't really care or whatnot. Like if I do good or whatnot. So that game is a, a commitment. I'll say that much. Yes, I have not been lucky like some of my friends to be able to unlock uh, the cases and get fifteen hundred dollar uh, pair of gloves or fifteen hundred dollar knife like some of my friends. But I actually never played CS:GO. I played a lot what? of one point six. Oh, okay, okay. Time ago. Got it. All right. I never as long as you played, I feel like that's a uh, a rite of passage because that game has now been out like some version of Counter Strike. I mean, what was that, 97, 98? Something like 98, that. 98, maybe? Yeah, around ha- ago, Half-Life yeah. Uh, era, the original Half-Life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's... Uh, I remember that playing uh, 1.6 also on the original Xbox as well when that I, came out. I remember right. that, too. That was a lot of fun, yeah. actually. That was a ton of fun. That was a huge deal when that came out. Yep, and everybody yeah, hated it, it because you could, could uh, yeah. have shields in that one. Right, shields. That's right. Where the well, original that was... PC never had them. Yeah. Well, the, I thought the PC had him for a short time, but it was not... Uh, uh, 1.6, it's so long yeah. ago, so... Yeah, it but was. that's Those it for good me. memories, though, and uh, Team Fortress as well as part of that yep. Half-Life yep. Steam package. Uh, or Valve, if you will. Those were good. Yeah, good times. Good and Internet Cafes were all the rage. <laughs> those, they used to have a... Here's a nice little tangent. They used to have the 100 kills they would announce in this Internet Cafe... And they would just open a death match and just go first to 100 kills, got like an hour card or something. <laughs> okay. My brother used to be the big one on that. And he would, of course, win them all the time and and use them there. So Nice. Intunet was the name of that place. It was a dark and probably would have been a great place for COVID to hang out because I, I don't know how cleanly they they kept it but maybe that's gaming where COVID originated good. i know it started at the <laughs> it was, internet it was cafe getting to brew there yeah. <laughs> it's good it's a good time a lot of good people too those were good days unless paul has other games i can give an update now. that's basically yeah. what i've been diving into i want okay. lost ark updates yeah exactly yeah you know exactly what you're going to get yeah. from me and that's more <laughs> lost ark updates I still haven't played anything else since last week. Still been playing Lost okay. Ark. My goal, I have an idea of what I'm going to be doing now, is I want to make it into Tier 3 content, and game content. Okay. Okay. So once you hit level 50 and you get through Vern, which is the um, first continent you have to get through before reaching the endgame material, there's three tiers of content and gear. Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3. Very okay. few gamers are at Tier 3 at this point. A decent amount are in Tier 2, and plenty are still in T- T1. And even more are probably not even in that game at this point. But my goal before I start my new job on the 14th is to get to Tier 3, and I think I could probably do that in the next few days. Once I get wow. to Tier 3, I feel I can just sort of do the daily stuff and maybe turn down the the speed a little bit and hopefully play some other games and you know well eventually i'm gonna have to sort of play less and you know not be as much of a of a, a gunner in that game you know once i start my new job so that that's the goal just get to the end game end game basically which is tier three content i could probably do that in the next few days and then um probably just focus on dailies 
Okay. What else about the game? Um, yeah, any, I was going to say, any new revelations with, you know, giving it, you're still giving it the thumbs up rating, though, right? Based on the caveats you mentioned with MMO fan, Diablo, you know, loot, loot person, loot gaming person. I don't know what to call that. 100%. There's, there's tons of really positive feedback. It's, it's a very addictive game, which, yes, could be a slippery slope if you're not somebody that you know, can control that when they need to. I just don't really need to control it right now because I have some time off in between. I'm controlling fair, it with fair. good reason. I, I, yeah. you know, I am a parent, so a lot of yeah, you're not on all the time. So you've got other, no. you've got other responsibilities. You have to keep someone else alive. That's yeah, yeah. right. So I'm not yeah. full blown generate, but if if I weren't a father, it would be it would be on like Donkey Kong. But um. Mm. It does have a lot of really positive feedback that makes it addictive. The gearing in the game is... It's very intuitive. So what I'll say about that is I enjoy the gearing system. It's pretty simple. And to be honest, though, with how deep this game is and and all these other mechanics that exist in the end game and just the game in general, straightforward gearing system was a bit welcome. Um considering all the other stuff you have to learn. So, for instance, my wife struggled with WoW's gearing system and how complicated WoW's gearing system can be and what's useful and what's not, and you have to do a lot of reading, and etc. Whereas there's a pretty clear-cut path on what you're exactly supposed to do with Lost Ark gear, and it's, it's literally just looking for that next tier up, you know, like a number-based system, more or less. Okay. And there's just a couple of stats to look for for your specific class, all of which are easily looked up to see what's meta. And so it's it's pretty straightforward. Uh, we'll see what it's like in Tier 3 content. I know it's going to get a little bit more complicated, um, but so far I think that that's been a plus. Yeah, so that's what you have to look forward to. I'm trying to think if there are other revelations I had since last week, and I, I, I definitely stand firm on the... It's, it's pay to win. It's pay to win with limitations, though. Like, you can only buy so much upgraded materials, for instance, every so often. Whereas, yes, you could buy gold with real money, pretty much, um, and then use that gold in the auction house. That would cost you a lot of money. So, um, unless you're pouring a lot of money into this, which I'm sure people have. But I sure. think we're talking about a small percent of people who would be gaining much of an advantage through that route of just, just you know, straight up buying gold with real money. The other aspect is buying upgrading um, materials, the materials that you use to upgrade your gear, and those are on a time to release. So there's like five new items every six hours or something like that. So it's it's you can't just you know dive right in. It's it's definitely pay to win. They do put some breaks on it. Perhaps they'll put some more breaks on it. Seem to think that that may be the case or what may be coming in um, in the Western territories. Uh, it's hmm. cultural difference. I think Western territories are way less tolerant of pay to win models, um, and that's been one of the biggest critiques of this game. A very strong critique. So. We'll see what lies ahead. They, the, they already, compared to the Korean servers, it they already sort of put the brakes on the pay-to-win stuff. So like if if we're on a, if Korea's on like a four-hour turnover of upgrade items, we're on a seven-hour something like that. 
Okay, so oh, they, really? they limit us a little mm-hmm. bit more. They, they've been trying to localize this game. You know, that's that was the big part of this was not just, you know, translating the language, the story, and all these different things, but when what I understand when game creators localize something, they're also localizing the gameplay and mechanics and, you know, what different audiences are going to want out of a game like this one. So nice that's nice to see because like you you, they're like you said they're catering to it's the the specific customer so and i will have to also agree with you with the gearing it is so much easier you can just easily look in your inventory when you get something new and normally it has a up arrow meaning that it does it is better than what you currently have yeah and and that'll Go ahead. Mention that. No, I'm, I was going to say, because on its surface, you know, in my small amount of time I've played compared to what you've put in, I noticed that and I like it because it reminds me of the simplicity of Diablo 3, which uh, your gear and, you know, love it or hate it, but it's, it's nice to be able to do that if you're just jumping in for a little bit uh, just to see if you have better gear or not immediately without having to go through each one of the individual stats because I find... Even with when I go back to Diablo 2, I mean, that's part of the charm of it, though, as well. But it's not as easy to tell if you've got upgraded gear, if you need to switch, if you should switch or not. Yeah, definitely. And and for a game that was just freshly released, that is mm. very expansive, I think it's a, a welcomed um, take on the gear progression system. Yeah. So I, I have mostly good things to say. I'm still really enjoying it. I, I think that I'll probably have made it to Tier 3 three content by next week and then i can give a report back to say you know okay i've made it to tier three do i think that this game is you can keep up with it at least somewhat you know to your whatever your expectations are you know while working or playing or playing other games because what i don't want to happen is i'm okay with doing this for a few weeks uh even a month but then my backlog gets really massive and and that's no fun. So, yeah. Next week, I think mm-hmm. I'll have a good idea of what direction I'm headed with this game because I'll have met like the end end game. So. Yeah, I'm interested to see if if it's still fun to pump out those weeklies because uh, I know Paul, you put in your notes uh, with Halo having weekly rewards. I, I enjoyed doing that with Halo and Call of Duty for mm-hmm. what it's worth. And then the game that I thought implemented that the best to get you to log in was destiny two did destiny one have it ah, I'm confusing the two one of them I don't had know. they kind of the meshed PV- those together yeah they had like these pvp rewards that were reset weekly and it was always exciting to kind of look forward to doing that each week and i had a friend i was playing with at the time so we would find time during the week to log in after work and you know work on whatever those challenges were and it made it spiced the game up a little bit it was a lot of fun so i'll if if, if you don't have any more lost ark talk steve uh I was going to say there was uh, just only a couple of things I wanted to riff on was, uh, so I don't do this often, but I was clearing out one of my consoles because I'm, we couldn't have a whole episode on this as well, but I have, I like to consider my setup like a one television type setup and I'm all about being able to play all the games and I wasn't paying attention, but most of the Xbox 360 games play on your Series X. So I was looking to dump my 360 and just use my Series X for the 360 games that I've amassed over the years. And of course, the one game I pull off the shelf is Need for Speed Most Wanted, the original. (laughs) 
And that does not work in the Series X. And I didn't even look it up. I just popped it in going, it's a lot because it was one of the launch titles or early launch games. So I just thought, no brainer. It's popular. It'll it'll go. And I was like, so now I'm kind of upset and it's not really worth taking up space for me just to plug in the 360 for that. But it makes me pause for a moment because you can play it on the PC if I really want that fix. But that game was one of my favorites uh same thing arcade racer a lot of fun good sound fun music it was i have a feeling really that good. that might be one of the ones that they eventually remastered because they just did what was it hot pursuit they just remastered uh I think. yes actually, so i think i think, right. I think yeah. that's gonna be prop because everybody loves that game Every, i yeah. think that's gonna be one of their top next picks to do uh remastered on yeah i'm not too worried some of those i just i feel like it's inevitable it'll come back but with that being said, the games I did carve out time for was I continue to play that Sushi Strikers game, and I still give it a, a... It ended up unlocking a little bit more of the game when I played last. It's it's a lot of fun. It is a... a, a surprising, I'm sorry. Surprising, <laughs> yeah, not unsurprising. Not, not something that Unsus- you, you look I think at I meant it, to you say, know, face value and say, yeah. hey, this is going to be great. No, there's. I was talking to a friend about it, and they laughed at it. And I said, "No, you should really give it a shot." But so that one uh, has been eating up a bit of my time on the Switch. But the other thing, because I've had the Switch on, was they did do that 64 update with Majora's Mask, and so I wanted to see what that looked like. I think a hardcore person might be able to look at if it's not emulated correctly with button delay and and whatnot. But it seemed to play fine on my pass through as a way to play Majora's Mask. I never played it, so it's nice that I... I actually don't even have the cart, so at least this gives me an opportunity to give it a a whirl if I want to dive into it. But I I think my order of games now is uh, Forbidden Forbidden West is the one that I've been playing that's like my main game for the last week uh, outside of my Sushi Striker. But that game continues to be a lot of fun. But I will have to say, when the world does open, Steve, I was having that comment you made about just going waypoint to waypoint is starting to take hold if you will because i I, see it in your brain yeah so now the only thing though is it is a bit more challenging than i was expecting i'm dying a whole lot i don't know if it's majora's mask no forbidden west i'm sorry west right yeah forbidden west the the horizon dawn i'm not too oh right that's the new horizon yeah the new horizon game the combat's a whole lot of fun. It's it's just it. I'm getting destroyed right now, and I don't know if it's because I missed some sort of upgrade that I should have gotten, or I just need to be better. But it's that game's a lot of fun. But I I've committed to I want to finish that before I chew off another big title. So I'm actually surprised think, that it's difficult. Usually those yeah, AAA open world games are kind of just piece of cake. You know, now is it a nice uh, change of pace to have it a little more difficult than the original one are you liking it that it's more difficult than the uh first oh. one yo oh, totally it's not a okay. i think what i like about it steven i don't know if i did this to myself i thought i upgraded everything because usually you're right usually you're super op you just kind of snooze fast through these fights but the fighting mechanic forces you to use your full arsenal which i feel most games don't do there are very few games that i can list off off the top of my head that force you to use your arsenal of weapons because they usually will force you down the hole to use certain weapons at particular times and they just kind of push you through the game 
And with this one, they're they're forcing me to use all the weapons I have so far. And I always enjoyed that that games that take advantage of that Doom twenty or yeah Doom twenty sixteen or yeah twenty fifteen comes to mind, and then Doom Eternal force you to use your full full arsenal of weapons without you know tying you to maybe the only top tier ones that are available. So we'll see what the end game brings. But there's also a lot more story in this game than I expected as well. There's a whole lot of dialogue that you can dip through. There's some neat little story arcs and characters, memorable characters and things. So it's a it's definitely still a, a very good game, but I am anxious to see if the chasing waypoints is uh, the theme, because now that you've planted that seed, I can't help but you know look at my HUD and yeah. kind of chase yeah, will, distances. Yeah. Give me a couple minutes to expand on that. Thing that I, I've thought of. Yeah. I, I noticed sometime around, I don't know, beginning maybe 10, 15 years ago and leading into mm-hmm. the not too, um, yeah, even somewhat exists today. But it was it was very rampant sometime in the 360 era and well into the PS, and very probably at its height mm-hmm. the PS, in the previous generation, this overload of open world games, which mm-hmm. are largely AAA, massive open so many. games yeah. and i i kind of went through this evolving process where i i was really excited about all these open world releases and you know it, my open world experiences started with gta 3 probably and i just wanted more and more and more that was mine it was a big yeah. consumer demand for these things and they had open world gro- open world games for everything you know for every sort of trope you can think of uh there was an open world game and yeah. I was enjoying them and thought it, it started to feel like, okay, this is modern gaming, period. Like most other genres um, are either obscure or have some sort of open world context to them. And it started to feel a bit mundane to me. And mm. uh, I found myself just kind of going through the missions, you know, kind of on autopilot, just from yeah. one to yes. another. Not invested in the story, not really getting into the gameplay. You know, we mentioned earlier that the games tended to be a bit easy, and they were. So I, I started to feel like games were a bit mundane during that time period, and I think that a lot of that had to do uh, with the prevalence of these open-world, chasing icon on a map games, which I, I think gaming has uh, improved its selection of libraries since then um but that's my take it's a phenomenon that i noticed and i wonder if others have had the same experience i think it's toast so i'm just gonna roll with it (laughs) but you mentioned that i think like i immediately have this flood of games that are around that period because gta was massively successful then you're right there was open world racing there was open world uh i mean you had all the rpgs right and then you had the superhero open worlds, which naturally fit in that type of environment because your modes of transportation are no longer just foot and car. You can fly and all those other things. Definitely dumb them down. And there's a happy medium between, I would say, you know, uh, like your travel time between waypoints, I thought played a big factor in that too. Because I think of the games, because there are games though, Steve, like you have to admit though, there are games that do it well and there are games that don't execute it well like out of the open world games you've played right yeah like there, if you there think, are many that don't execute it well yeah. there are plenty that are just 
good bulk of them live in the cookie cutter category of they're just a reskin of the same chase an icon on a map game you know this time with spider-man oh uh, yeah they're yeah. just reskins it feels like you know there's some villain and you know you got to go talk to this villager it's just the same old stuff you know um and then there's there, there were though and so don't get me wrong there were definitely games that did it well and to this day there are open world games with icons on a map that i i really enjoy so there, there was a selection of them, but I felt so many of them were in that center category of just being cookie-cutter, no different than the last game. While we're talking about open-world games, how about a segue into... I'm not sure which topic I want to jump on here, <laughs> but the one game... I can't segue this. God damn it. Uh, the one that caught my eye was the Twisted Metal series coming through that it's labeled as a comedy now? Yeah, I are you talking about I, the TV show? The the Twisted TV Metal. series they're yeah, make, yeah, they're making yeah. a Netflix, TV series a comedy. Uh, it's uh, I think coming on Peacock Network uh, or Peacock. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah Netflix. Yeah, but it's so, been officially labeled as a comedy. But that's so to me that sounds accurate. Like think of those cutscenes. I mean the whole there's the twist, right? It's the Black Mirror Twilight Zone twist to every one of the people that won in the. In the Twisted Metal uh, yeah, Championship. How's, how's that yeah. comical? It was never, it was pretty dark, actually. Like, Sweet Tooth uh, yeah. was a murderous clown. It's true. Yeah, it, it, I don't know if I would I, just Twisted Metal in general classify that as a comedy. I would say more of a. I mean, more I of a see dark, some, like twisted. A, yeah, and, and some people find that sort of thing humorous. Like, if you have a dark humor, you may find it humorous, but. Yeah, my my feeling towards the Twisted Metal franchise is not uh, a comedic one. Yeah, no, I, I that's I agree with that, but I feel like it could fit if you were to create a series out of it. I think you could easily go in that direction if it's done well. I think you could make it kind of a dark comedy, maybe. You could yeah. maybe the, maybe it'll have a dark theme, but with some um, yeah. moments of comedic relief. Yeah, they're they're classifying well, I, it as a live action comedy. So I mean, that that I don't. I mean, I don't understand that classification. I mean, because I also uh, yeah, but what? It's, what are you, who is who's being Sweet Tooth? It's uh, Anthony Mackie, right? I believe. I that I don't yeah. know. No, I don't know. Who that's that is that's who that's who's playing Sweet Tooth is. Yeah, Anthony Mackie. Yeah, but what? So what are your options here? It could be serious. Serious sitcom show about people racing cars and killing each other, which I think would just be a comedy, like a cult classic comedy, an unintentional comedy. You could do a lighthearted cartoon series. I, I don't even know, but when I think of live action, it's they almost have to f make it a you know. I'm thinking like Evil Dead style, hyper realistic, like, like Care Bears or something. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they did. Well, hold on. Didn't they make Twisted Metal Kids or something in the oh that uh, mini the or something? Mini? I have no yeah, idea. When the, when the drivers were kids. Yeah, that sounds familiar to me. I, I, there's only a couple of Twisted Metal games I haven't played, and whichever one you're referring to, I haven't. It's like Twisted Metal Mini or something like that. And I know, I like, I love that. A series. lot of people are still 
up in the air with uh, how this will work because, I mean, remember in 20, I think it was 2012, they announced a movie for Twisted Metal and that never happened. So they're still, people are still weary about it. I remember that. Yeah, I remember them talking about a movie for Twisted Metal. You said that was 2012? I believe that's when it was announced or when it was supposed to be. Yeah, it was what announced in happening? 2012, and it just never released. I don't know what happened It just never released. So, so people are kind of reserved with it, saying they're still up in the air making because of that all happening and whatnot. But, I mean, sure. they've announced who's playing it and everything, so it seems like they're more in line to actually get this released. So. It seems like it. It seems like this is on track to actually come out. Uh, we'll but see. there's no, we'll no date like. or anything yet, so... It'll be a hard one to pull off. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I, I'm excited, though. I always really liked the Twisted Metal story and concept. Um, everything about it, really. Who, who's the... What's the villain's name? Calypso? Really good I villain. believe so. Really good villain. And I used to play those games just to see the ending, because I thought the endings were so interesting, because of whatever twist would occur to them as a result of... Uh, getting their their wish that was and the wish was always tied to some you know downside mm-hmm. so it, it was um one of those games that really kept me going just to kind of learn more about it and that was kind of rare for me yeah paul were there other topics that we were to cover today the other let me just pull up my notes one of the things that i noticed was i believe it was today the uh amazon luna launched which is Amazon's take on a, a oh. gaming service. And it, it launched officially for U.S. customers. It's no longer invite-only pre-alpha in the U.S. It's I haven't checked it out myself, but um, from what I was hearing, it did officially release today. That's about what I know. They are looking at having... It's free, I believe, but they're also going to have like another paid tier for certain things so far we'll see how it goes amazon with certain games has had a rocky start shall we say with uh like the new world servers issues and everything but so far it seems like they've ironed out a lot of stuff so yeah i think people are more satisfied with lost ark now than they were at launch and and that's just normal you know launch launch pains so very interesting yeah i've heard of amazon luna it smells like another. What was the Google one? The one that failed miserably. Stadia. Yeah, that one. It's it it, although you don't have to have an external device, as far as I know. It, yeah. It's just software on your computer. It sounds like it's going to be just another one of these applications that are trying their hand. Another major company trying their hand at online um, games like through stream. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we'll see how it goes. I I think it probably. <laughs> Won't catch on, but we will see. I, I did see that it had some good titles. I, I don't remember which one stood out to me now, but I remember thinking, oh, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, we'll I know, um, at least starting in March, well, it is already March, um, but the, I don't know if you need to have Prime to, to get in access to it or if it's a, there's an actual Prime members uh, channel in there, but I know that they have... Um, Devil May Cry 5, um, Flashback, Observer, 
uh, System Redux, and I think they're going to be adding... Castlevania collections on there, I think, I which is kind of weird. I think there's also going to be adding Immortals Phoenix Rising. And I mean, See, I mean before I would try this, before this launched... Me, like, a free trial. Yeah, before this launched, um, through your, your Twitch Prime and everything, you did get free games through that service. This is just a further take on that i believe well through through twitch prime you could always get those free games before um if you scroll down on twitch oh, really yeah there, there would be free games and whatnot and this i believe is just an expansion on yeah that platform and we'll see how that does and you said today was the official release uh yes today for in the u.s well maybe That's, one of us can check it out i mean i've got time so i'll take a look into it yeah, let us know. I'm excited to hear. The other big game that came out recently and has made a lot of headlines is Elden Ring. Right? Yes. Elden Ring, for those not in the know, is a new Souls-like game. By that, I mean Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Demon Souls. That's all, that's all from software and has basically started a new genre over the past five ten years known as souls-like games uh sekiro shadows die twice was the most recent one uh now they're out with elden ring which is a more massively multiplayer version of dark souls is what i'm hearing about this game now i haven't played it i don't believe paul has played it no i have not yet i'm not particularly a souls player I may give it a try. I'm not sure. I've got to see. I know my one friend is uh, playing it, so I've been talking back and forth with him, and he's starting to like it, but, I mean, deep at heart, it's still a Souls game, so you're going to have those difficulty where, hey, I should have moved this way, but I moved that way, and I'm dead. So. Yeah, yeah, and touching upon that, I'll talk about my experience with Souls games, which is limited. It's not as massive as a lot of people out there and there are a lot of people that are really really into souls games it's become kind of a it's it's developed somewhat of a cult following i don't even know if it's cult anymore uh, more so maybe even mainstream it's so popular but my experience with souls like games and i haven't played elden ring i'm just assuming that elden ring has some of these same features is that those games are difficult and not in the way that i particularly enjoy i can see how others enjoy it to me they felt like they were difficult in the way that it really tested your patience and you had to be the kind of person to really take things slow to sort of progress if, if you weren't already an expert you mm -hmm. know like you sort of had to you know maybe gain more xp to get through this particular point or as i shall segue into our our coming releases because i know we're we're trying to keep our time tight and then my fault we had a little little mess up here technical mishap but i was going to say that there's a number of releases coming in the next uh week or so aside from the luna services that i think are eye-catching for some of us so i'm just gonna rip through these but you guys cut me off on the ones that you're you're keeping an eye on because i've got quite a few that are sticking out here to me. So we've got Shadow Warrior 3 coming out across all platforms. Conan Chop Chop, which I don't know either one of those off the top of the list. Shadow but Warrior. But we got Puzzle. Yeah, 
I, I don't know yeah, too much Shet- about it. But. Yeah, I don't know that one. But Puzzle Quest 3. So Puzzle Quest was very popular on the 360 platform. Am I right? And I see it's releasing. We're getting it on. I believe so. Yeah, we're getting the third one on PC, iOS, and Android. So that's nice there. We have a big release, Alex 2, E-L-E-X-2, across all platforms and looks like generations. Far Changing Tides, that one is very eye-catching. It looks like some sort of explorative adventure game I'm very interested in, and that's on Game Pass. So there'll be a lot of people... Okay, I'll need to check that out. Yeah, I put it on my list. I watched one of the trailers, looked interesting. I'll report back next week. I'll, I'll give it a shot. We got, uh, this looks like a game that is a game I play every morning. It's called Pants Quest. <laughs> I imagine it's Finding Pants. Then we have Little Orpha, Orpheus across all platforms. Instruments of Destruction is seeing a Sturm early a Steam Early Access. Then we have Zombie Rollers, Pinball Heroes. Any pinball game, I will always give a time of day. Then we've got 35mm on ps4 one and switch a musical story across all platforms literally all of them babylon's fall beholder 3 on the pc and then we get into the two games that i have my eyes on gran turismo 7 god willing it releases and triangle strategy on the switch which if you have not played the demo for triangle strategy i highly recommend it and your progress will carry over to the full game. Did you guys know that? No. No, I did not. Yeah. So. No, Grand Turismo is pretty exciting, though. Yeah, that's a long time coming, and they have a lot of really cool features in that. I still don't believe it will exceed what Forza Motorsport has given us, but I would be really happy if it did because I love racing games and. They're bringing back the full, I guess, your single player. I, I, I don't say adventure mode. What is it? Like a, you have to get your licensing. You have to drive through all the manufacturers. There's a whole bunch of different events. And it's what I enjoyed about playing the original Gran Turismo that Forza eventually took the reins over. That uh, it just adds a nice variety to a racing game. It makes it feel like you're progressing. And the other big thing that, that Gran Turismo does that Forza did very well when they got their steam going on their later titles was the historical significance of different automobiles, and they give you a little history on them while you're playing, which I really Super enjoyed. Cool. And I think it's called, like, Cafe or something, Car Cafe. It's a feature. Love and that. I really enjoyed that aspect of the game. I, I learned like a whole games, lot about cars. I like any racing games where you can collect cars and learn about them. That's that's always yeah. fun to me. It's neat. And so they and they have they have guest speakers and people who were in the process of creating the cars when they when they came out. So they give you a little insight and there's a whole bunch of neat quirky car features and things that I think it's neat because you're playing in the game, you go out driving and you notice those and I think that's fun. So it's that that'll be good and i think uh that'll be consuming a lot of my time and that also an important note is last thing about gran turismo it's on both your ps4 and ps5 so if you have not been able to get a hold of a ps5 which is many many people you can still experience gran turismo 7 on your ps4 so that's a big positive in my book now is that one gonna have the uh, free upgrade? Free upgrade? That I don't know. I didn't look at the price point. I just did a, 
I think I did a physical pre-order for this one on Amazon because they don't charge you until it ships. So I didn't get notice yet, which I should be getting any day now. But yeah. Yeah, I would say tomorrow probably yeah. you get something. So that'll be good. That'll be a good one. And then, yeah, just to cap off with the triangle strategy, that looks like a pretty neat RPG. Was getting some hype back in the spring. And it's a, I believe it's uh, similar to like a, uh, the graphical style of uh, Octopath, but it's, it looks like a grid based RPG. Which one so is this? So we'll see. Uh, triangle Strategy. It's a Switch only right now. Triangle Strategy. That sounds fun. Yeah. If it's, if it's like yeah. Octopath. Yeah, like that's why I saw RPGs, that. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah, it looks really neat. So we'll see. Those are the two really big ones coming this week. So I am uh, I'm gonna tackle Gran Turismo first, and then Triangle Strategy. I'm just gonna put on my on my short list when I when I see it. I'll probably scoop it up. But that's my and to I just uh, looked it up. Gran Turismo five, uh, Seven is not coming up with a free upgrade. It's one of the first ones that doesn't have a free oh. upgrade. Oh, oh so that, you need to pay ten dollars to upgrade it. Turning, oh. Though course they mm-hmm. did well, well so and which is interesting also if the if, if you buy the ps4 version disc and put it and go and play it on the ps5 you're converting it into a digital version on the ps5 oh i did that with uh ghost of tsushima you can yeah that. it so yeah so what i did was i had ghost of tsushima ps4 they released the director's cut but the catch is I it on my PS5 it'll say you know the whatever director's version PS5, but it does require me to insert the disc. The PS4 it'll say, disc. Okay. The no. Uh, yes, the PS4 disc. Yes. Because I have yeah. I have Ghost of Tsushima on a P- PS4 disc. So if I put that in my PS5, I can get yep. the PS5 enhancements. You do, but you gotta you gotta pony up the, the ten or twelve game. bucks. You gotta 10, look the. Bucks. That's not too yeah, but look up the... You have to hunt a little bit. That's the only problem I had with that. I found it was in some form discussion, and it's not... I almost ended up buying the full version, and you have to hunt. It's under add-ons, and okay. it's it's a little That's what I was, I was reading is they the PlayStation 5 isn't clear. Like It's not like right away no. saying, hey, you can upgrade it. You got to search. I've heard that yeah. uh, from several people with several titles. You got to search for that. Yeah download to get the ps5 uh, upgrade which is uh, kind of annoying because on the xbox it's just one and done and then it also a fun little thing i found i don't know if this was a recent enhancement but if you hit your xbox button while you're playing those backwards compatible games it'll tell you what enhancements are running for that game so if it's if it has an fps boost or resolution boost it'll have a little icon and so that way you know it's working with the upgrade Whereas, like, I've mistakenly downloaded both versions of games on my PS4, like the the Zero or uh, Forbidden West. It downloaded both the PS4 and PS5 as separate installs, and I uninstalled one of them on my console. It's very weird. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I think that does it for this week in terms of what's coming out. I know we got a lot of things up and coming, and I think our variety will get a little bit wider here as weeks go on. I know. There's a few titles in my backlog I'd like to knock out before the weather really gets better out here in the Midwest and I spend a little more time outside or in the garage. 
Oh yeah, I'm counting those, down those mm-hmm. days, man. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I can't do anything right now, so I'm just going stir crazy I, here. I know you're totally trapped. So. Yes. But. It's watch TV, play video games. That's my option. That's not terrible. That's not terrible. As long as yeah, you can't do it forever, uh. but yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, but I'm I'm a person that likes to be very proactive. <laughs> sure, being uh, off of work is nice. Yeah, but I want to be able to be doing something. You want something. to be accomplished. Yeah. No, I yes. That. Well, cool. Well, I think that will that will do it till next week. But as usual, just reading our our normal ending script here, you can find us on Twitch during our recording, which is usually happening on Tuesday nights between 8 and 9:30 10 central. We'll stretch it out a little bit. So go ahead and look for those links in the show notes. Both Steve and Paul will be streaming. And as we go on, hopefully we'll start appearing more on social media, but feel free to I'm sure you found us on some podcasting platform of your choice, but you can find us out there on a number of different platforms. So thanks for listening and we'll see you Bye, everybody.